Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. We are back with another match preview. They're coming thick and fast uh, as the games are starting to pile up. Uh, I'm Scott, I am your host for this one. And this week I'm joined as ever by Daryl and Andy. Daryl, mate, how are we doing? I'm very well, mate. And welcome back as well after a little holiday. Um, I'm ever so slightly under the weather. I feel like I've got a something at the back of my throat that I can't clear properly. But other, other than that, I'm absolutely fine. A little bit tired, but good. A little bit tired, but good. That's what we like to hear. Well, probably not be tired, but good. <laughs> uh, Andy Maid, are you a little bit tired, but good? It's weird you say that, because I'm exactly the same. Everyone around me is ill. And oh. I'm like I'm like on the edge of illness. So I managed to, <laughs> I managed to dodge it. Uh, everyone at work's got COVID. My mate's got COVID. And I feel like I'm Ooh. just waiting to get ill. Mm. <laughs> so, but so far, so good. And obviously, a big result midweek to lift the spirits. So mm-hmm. feeling good, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I'm exhausted. So apologies if this <laughs> isn't a car crash. I'm still jet lagged. And I've also been in probably one of the busiest places in the world. So if I haven't got COVID... It's an absolute miracle. So it's probably <laughs> lingering somewhere in that area. It's ugly head. Probably around kickoff on the PSG game, but we'll see what happens. Um, before we get started with today's preview, though, here's a little word from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Okay, then uh, this weekend, Newcastle United will host Burnley at St. James's Park. It's a 3 pm kickoff. I don't believe you've had one of them this season yet. I don't What's know, one of them? I don't know what people are going to do with trying to watch this one because it isn't on the telly, uh, but I'm certain there'll be a stream available for mm-hmm. some people somewhere, wherever they are. Um, Burnley aren't doing too good. Um, surprisingly, I think a lot of people expected this team to be the surprise team of the surprise performance of the season, but they're sitting in 19th, Daryl, um, without a single win this season. Four defeats, one draw. Um, are you as surprised as everyone else that just have not... I don't want to say how bad they've been doing because, uh, you know, it is still early on in the season, but they haven't hit the ground running like everyone maybe thought they would do. Yeah, they seem to... I don't know what it is about them. It's like Every every time I've seen them, it's like it's like they've been close in games, but they just haven't been able to switch the momentum to get a win yet. Um, I thought they ran Man United really close last weekend um, at Turf Moor, and I feel like they are keeping themselves in touch and distance in games. They're sort of really playing to their strengths and the high press, and their work rates pretty high, and mm. they they know how to play a high pressing game, and they're they're full of energy, but it just hasn't been coming off for them yet, and I don't know. 
if that's just because there's a, a gulf of class in parts of the pitch where it just lets them down. I saw something earlier this week that suggested maybe that the team they've got in the squad that they've assembled is maybe just a little bit too young and inexperienced at this level, which I think you could probably agree with. Um, but yeah, just I really thought they'd be doing better than this. Mm. I mean, they've, they've signed a lot of players, Andy, and um, could it just be that they're taking a little while to, to click? Uh, as Darrell said, there's a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience. Um, do you want to run us through some of the uh, the new signings that they've made? Yeah, well, I started writing them down, and I didn't think I'd have enough ink, so I've just I've just got the web page up instead. <laughs> they've but they've it, done a forest, haven't they? They did a for, they've done a forest this season and signed everyone. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem quite as haphazard as forest because with forest it became a bit of a joke, didn't it? That it was just like, oh, they've yeah. signed someone else, they've signed someone else. But when they've when you look at defender. the defender, yeah, <laughs> and it was lots of sort of has beens and people like you went, oh yeah, I remember him. Whereas when you look at Burnley's transfers, it's all like you say, young players, and then when you haven't necessarily heard of a player, you kind of think, right, well. That must be a sensible transfer, if you know what I mean. So um, they've they've recruited all across the pitch, up front, in goal, defence, all across. I mean, when you look at the sort of the top ones they've done, they signed a, a striker um, from Basel called Amdouni. I don't think he's played very much yet, um, but he has scored already this season. They signed James Trafford, who they had on loan last season, who was a brilliant keeper. Obviously played for the 21s with Gordon. He is quality, but obviously you can't impact a game too much when you're getting battered every game. Um, they signed Aaron Ramsey from Villa, um, who's obviously the, probably the lesser of the Ramseys, but still a quality player. Um, they signed Jordan Bayer at centre-back from Mönchengladbach, Sander Burge from Sheffield United right at the last minute, attacking player. Um, and then you can go down and down the list and then even random players that I had no idea about, like Nathan Redmond, they apparently have now. Um, so they've they've made lots of good, sensible signings, but you just think with a team like Burnley, when you make that step up to the Premier League, you maybe just needed that extra A-lister to just really elevate you to the next level. And I don't think they've really done that. Great for the future. And I think if relegation wasn't a thing in English football, which it obviously is, they've probably done the right thing because they can just build slowly. And over a couple of years, all these people mm. will grow together. They'll grow with company um, because company is obviously someone who's been at Man City and he sees the benefit of having the same sort of ethos all the way through from youth level to the top level, but they were never at risk of being relegated. So I think they run the risk here of playing the long game and then getting relegated and then they lose all these players anyway. I think we saw Southampton potentially do that. So yeah, lots of new faces, but um, they're not uh, they're no mugs. I think we've still got to be careful. But um, like I say, lots of new faces, completely chalk and cheese to the Daesh team we saw a couple of years back. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what they start with in terms of a, an eleven as well. Um, Daryl, mate, the last time we played Burnley was a couple of seasons ago, uh, takeover season, if I remember rightly. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, uh, yes. Um, just shy of two years ago, coming up in December, so we played them on the fourth of December in twenty twenty one. So you're talking a well a month and a bit after the takeover was confirmed. Um, we, again, we played them on a Saturday at three o'clock, which rings a little bit familiar to this time around. Um, a game that we won 1-0 was our first win of that season, which is even more remarkable considering it happened in December. Um, and it was a Callum Wilson goal, no surprise there either. Um, scored at the 40-minute mark. Um, Joe Willock played a ball in from wide on the left. Um, another familiar name to us these days, Nick Pope, who was in goal for Burnley that day, came and collected the, the cross, but in doing so collided with Fabian Shea, who was in the box trying to attack it. Um, they both end up on the deck, the ball spills out and Callum Wilson picks it up around about the penalty spot area. He's the first one to react um, when the ball falls loose and he, he takes a couple of touches 
to the right and then he's able to shoot it into the the, the roof of the net from a, an angle at about 12 yards. Um, and the assist, because it that Fabian Scher was the last person to touch the ball, the assist went to him for all those FPL players who are watching. Um, and I remember at the time on Match of the Day, there was a lot of protest about whether or not the goal should have stood because people were saying that Fabian Scher impeded Nick Pope. But when you say it, unfortunately at the time, it was just a, a poor bit of goalkeeping um, for him to lose control of the ball the way he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, we ended up winning that game 1-0. Unfortunately, we didn't win another one until the February, but we all know what happened that season. We stayed up and here we are now. Hmm. Yeah, that, that Wilson goal, I think, is uh, engraved in a lot of people's eyelids. Um, oh, yeah. just for the just for the magnitude of it the you know the fact that we we did get our first win that season and it was you know squeaky bum time for relegation throughout that season um so you remember we kind of ran around for kind of most of the outside of the box to get the ball where you need and then yeah should get it in um Andy mate obviously it's going to be a very different Burnley side than what we saw two year ago or yeah two year ago um but they have still got some standout players um you know, do you want to kind of run us through some of the ones that we should maybe be keeping an eye on for this fixture at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I really like uh, Sander, Sander Burge, Sander Berger, however you say it. I think he was uh, really good at Sheffield United in the, in the championship and he was always that standout player. I, I really rate him as a, as a creative outlet. I actually like that Lyle Foster as well, who got who's suspended, um, really stupidly thought that VAR just wouldn't look at it for some reason. Um, in attacking areas, it's similar to the point I've just made about the youth and that you guys said before. They've got all of these really tricky nice players to watch it's just whether they, they can all gel together as a team um i really like baron ramsey he's very similar to his brother he can carry the ball he can push through the lines obviously that's something that we've maybe struggled with this season is people just burning past that midfield so they do play with a, a proper number 10 um so again it's going to be if it's bruno in there playing as that deep line midfielder is he going to struggle against that um and i really like that is it collie or sure how you say it i think it, yeah collie or sure um, yeah. Yeah, he always looks like a, a real talent when you see him as well. Again, another one of these players who might just have that little X-Factor moment. Um, you just feel in a game like this, though, they, they're probably going to need lots of X-Factor moments and they're going to need to really defend well against us because we're obviously doing really well at the moment. Um, so, yeah, they've got players that can hurt us, maybe get a goal, especially at home. But I feel like this game, defensively, they're, they're not the team they were under Daesh, obviously, even though in the Championship, no one's got against them. But they've obviously conceded quite a lot already in the Premier League. I just feel like we've we've got enough to to surpass those good players of theirs. But um, yeah, nice nice team to watch. Um, but I just think we'll have too much. Although that's kind of a prediction, which is a bit early, isn't it? But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping ahead of yourself. I mean, one thing I will say about the fixture at the weekend, I, I didn't realise this until my phone ran off from the uh, Premier League app. Burnley got a double game week this week. They play on Tuesday. Mm. And they play Luton on Tuesday. Ooh. So is there a is there anyone thinking that you know maybe they're gonna, you know, maybe preserve a bit of energy because Luton is, you know, the more winnable game, shall we say? And that's no disrespect to Luton. Um, you know, I think Burnley beat them last season in the in the championship. So, you know, they'll they'll be expecting the same. And maybe, you know, just it's one of the things that we always say when we're talking about Newcastle that you never do this, but it does sometimes happen that you just kind of, you know, take that this is you know, take this as a hit on the chin almost or a you know an unwinnable game and then you focus on the, the more easier fixture of the week or or do you think that's not the style of uh of company, Daryl? Do you think he's just gonna go all guns blazing at both? Um I think 
not necessarily all guns blazing to that respect, but he'll certainly be wanting to have a go. He'll expect his side, whatever side he picks, he'll expect it to have a really good go. We've just mentioned there that the, the ethos and the, the the style that he has resonating throughout the club at all levels is going to be something that he would expect no matter what 11 he selects. Um, but like I say, from what we've seen so far, they seem to have a lot of energy, so I don't think he'll have a problem picking the same side for two games within four or five days. Um, I don't know how many changes he made for the League Cup game during the week, but I think they, like you say, they're full of energy, so they shouldn't have any problem trying to cause problems. And and with Andy as well, they have a lot of tricksters and a lot of people who can cause damage. Um, again, whether or not that inexperience comes into a factor here, I don't know. Um, I've, I've possibly just looked, by the way, lots, lots of changes for the League Cup. Did he make lots? Um, um, yeah, lots of like eight or nine. Four 0 as well, didn't he? Yeah, where it's yeah. offered. Well, you know. <laughs> well, they, they do have a, a number of injuries, suspensions. Uh, that was a slash for those listening. Um, slash suspensions. Uh, so they have Goodmanson, Ed Carl, uh, De Silva, Oberfemi, and Cherlinov all out injured. And then, as uh, Andy mentioned earlier, Foster, who is still suspended. I think this is his last game because I think they said he's back on the third of October. Uh, so that should be that is Tuesday, right? That's a Luton game. Um, yeah. A time of recording. So um, yeah, there's you know they've got a few players out, but I think they've got you know just a bigger squad as everyone else. Obviously, it's a 25 man squad. They've seemed to do okay without these players. Well, not do okay, but they seem to cope with uh, you know feeling a team without these players. So expect the same against us. Um, we'll turn our attention to Newcastle, Andy. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, we're recording this the night after uh, we just beat. Uh, Man City 1 0 uh, in the Carabao Cup. I was going to yeah. say, repeat that. Spoiler alert for those of you who uh, who <laughs> didn't see it. Um, but yeah, once you've done this, go watch the, the highlights from the Newcastle uh, channel if you haven't already. Um, but the, the thing I wanted to touch on obviously, if you look at the official injury list, uh, it's Willock, Craft, and Barnes. And you know, Harvey Barnes is the one that got picked up last night, unfortunately. Uh, sorry, it wasn't, it was against Sheffield. It was, United, yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I'm all I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. I do apologise, but there were a number of players went down in that game last night. Uh, one notable one was Alexander Isak, who was taken straight off. Um, there's also a few players missing, which it came out at the end after the game that a couple of illnesses, a couple of people aren't feeling 100, percent and a couple of little injuries. I think it was uh, Wilson, um, which is worrying if Isak has mm-hmm. gone off. Uh, Botman was the other one who was ill. And there was another one which the name has escaped Burn. me. Burn, that was it, yeah, and, and uh, Dan Burn. Um, but Andy, when it comes to this lineup, obviously we're expecting changes because there were ten changes last night. Um, is it back to a Sheffield United style lineup, or do you think it gets changed again with PSG on the horizon? Yeah, well, this is the the weird thing now. We're having to think two games ahead, three games ahead, with all of these weird midweek games and things. You, I mean, I have a theory on Isak. I think he's absolutely fine. He he went down on he went down on exactly sixty minutes. He just sat on the floor and then didn't even go down the tunnel. He just went and sat on the bench. So I reckon he's probably all right. And, on and Eddie Howe, yeah, Eddie Howe likes to say people have tight hamstrings or they've got a niggle just to cast a bit of doubt into the other. Well, it's probably Tyndall making him say that. Just cast a bit of doubt <laughs> in the other manager's mind if he's saying that Wilson's being rested, then there's a fat chance that he's going to start the next game. Whereas if he says, oh, he's got a bit of a tight hamstring company, maybe mm. thinks, oh, I need a plan for Isak as well. So, um, yeah, maybe some people are, but some people aren't. I think um, 
team wise it was amazing to have Joe Linton back he looked really sharp again looked back to his best he was clearly pretending not to be injured at the start of the season when he was mm. um poor Anthony Gordon he probably doesn't need a rest he's like an absolute Rottweiler at the moment but he he probably needs to just sit a game out and try and not um sprint for five minutes <laughs> so I think we might maybe see Joe Linton on the left hand side um with Barnes being out he, he is obviously pretty good there although we haven't really seen him play there without Willick alongside him so we shall see yeah. um I think where it will be uh probably back to about the Sheffield United team with maybe one or two changes I think it'll be the usual back five um with all them all them lot coming back in provided that no one's injured um although you know Livermento will be going I was class against Man City mm. I should be keeping my place in the team but um you know Trippy is the well, de facto captain, isn't he? So he'll be back in midfield wise. I think they all did pretty well. Um, but it's very likely Longstaff comes back in. Bruno's obviously the key guy, so he's in there. Yeah. And then maybe we get Anderson. But um, yeah, it's it's just so nice now to be able to kind of go, oh, there's, there's this player, there's this player, we've got options. Whereas we were recording this two years ago, we'd be saying, well, what's the point of even talking about the team? We know exactly what it's going to be and it's going to be rubbish. So it's 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 <laughs> nice. And I think, uh, yeah, one, one eye on PSG, obviously, but this time no travel so we're not having to yeah. worry about sort of all that turnaround we know that they just go back to the training ground and then they have no normal train and they don't need to worry about flying out there and stuff like that so i think we'll go strong and i think how we'll probably be hoping we can get off to a nice start get an early lead get some players off um get them in the ice baths nice 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 and early <laughs> nice yeah. and early um so yeah we'll see yeah it's interesting Daryl, because obviously i think we all kind of know like isak is the the Champions League striker that, that normally gets arrested the game before. Um, and you sometimes also see that with the likes of uh, Bruno and Tonali normally switch around um, for those time. But, I mean, Bruno, especially the last two games, seems to be back to his best. Um, yeah, yeah. Would you, would you, um, would you want to stop Bruno to keep that momentum going, even, you know, even though there's PSG in a, in a couple of days' time? Yeah, I mean, I would. And I noticed as well last night as we record that he did take a couple of hits during the mm. second half and he was down a few times. Um, but I think it was, I don't know if it was the same ankle he injured last season or not, but he was down a couple of times and it was a little bit worrying to see him down. I think he was down for a, a little bit of a period at one point as well. Um, but I think it should be absolutely fine for, for Saturday. He'll not want to miss any games in the next few weeks. He's just desperate to play and you know, we saw him at peak perform again against Sheffield United and he did really well when he came on last night against Man City as well, to the point where Pep had to come and find him at the full time and say something to him. I'm not quite sure what he said to him, but he, he made a point of going over and speaking to him. So, you know, that high praise from Pep is good enough for me. Um, and... Well, just to jump in there, I saw that apparently they had a bit of a tiff. Oh, really? And that Bruno was giving him a bit of lip after, so I don't, I don't know. That's just like complete hearsay, but I heard that mm. Pep went up to him and Bruno kind of gave him a bit of a wag of a finger and probably said something in Portuguese to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but hopefully he's not tapping him up because I'm scared. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, the, the other player that we forgot to mention for not being in the squad um, last night against Man City, as we record again, uh, was Sean Longstaff, who was out, and he was one of the ones that I think was ill as well, or he'd had taken a little bit of a knock. And that was his. That was Eddie's excuse for not picking him last mm. night. But it was nice to see him in the photo at the end, anyway. So he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think seeing Sean Longstaff, I thought at Sheffield United he was fantastic against Inter Milan. He was fantastic, um, and it, it's great to see him back in the team. And again, it, it just goes to prove that when Sean's in the side, we do well. Um, statistics approve that. So I would expect to see Sean back in there on Saturday as well. But then again, 
he might be the one that's saved for PSG next week. You know, just never know. But I think the one thing I would say as well, I have to say this, is I really, I, I really admire how Eddie's been using time, giving the players certain amounts of time. We've seen Isaac come on for a couple of minutes at the end of the Sheffield United game. We saw Wilson come on at the end of the game at AC Milan to sort of warm him up for the weekend to follow. Um, he's made some really... Cl- I mean, we've always... I think we, we can agree that we've always been a little bit critical of Eddie not making substitutions or leaving it quite late. But when you see the results now and, and the way he's been making the subs later on in games, just to keep people on their toes and, and keep people warm to, to, to the match fitness and match atmosphere, I think it's been worked really, really well. Um, and I think it was perfect to... I think if we were to try and play out the game on Saturday, I think we'll probably see Wilson last about 70 or 80 minutes. And then if he's acts not too bad, or like like Andy said, he'd be absolutely fine. So bring him on for the last 10 minutes there and, and just get him ready and, and, and G'd up for the game against PSG. And you can say that about a few other players as well. Um, I think that's probably what will happen with um, Kieran Trippier and Tino Livermento as well, I think, in, in that game. All being well, that is, as long as everything's going to plan. But yeah, I mean... It's going to be an interesting game and I really do think Burnley will cause a couple of issues just because of how they are in, in their press and their energy. Yeah, yeah. I think um, obviously one other thing that worked quite well last night and I think this was obviously a forced hand but it seemed to, to work okay for spells of the game was having a front three of Gordon, Miggy and Murphy and the three of them just switching positions throughout, yeah, you know, just to be a 10 15 minute. It kept the opposition on their toes, and it's something that you know, probably now an option that Eddie House thinking, Oh, well, okay, if I really need to, I could rely on those three to just you know, do what they do. And obviously, you've got Joe Linton who can obviously play up there as well if needs be. I love a bit um, of um, fluid football like that. I love yeah. it when they can just switch positions and, and, and still retain shape, and, and the game plan can stay the same. I just absolutely love it. Sign a good coach. Yeah, it shows the dynamics, yeah, it is. the dynamics of the players as well, um, that they can do that. Um, we will come to our predictions. Uh, there's no member prediction this for this one. Um, I was too late in putting the post in the group uh, today because uh, I was uh, asleep uh, for most of the Oh, where you been? That's no um, excuse. I don't care how far away you've been. <laughs> I know. Uh, right. Um, well, it seems like you piped up, Andy. We'll come to you first for your prediction. <laughs> right, yeah. What are you whatever. going for? Uh, well, I feel like this is the most confident I've been about a game so far. We obviously had a really, really tough start, and even the Sheffield United game, all of us agreed it wasn't just me that that might be a banana skin. Obviously, that ridiculous game, um, and I just feel like we're on a nice little crest of a wave now. Even if it's not a complete demolition job, I just think we'll comfortably do the job. Might concede, might not keep another clean sheet, but I just fancy us to do the job. Um, so, uh, away from home, I don't think we'll get a lot, but I'm, I'm going to say... Um, Nice 2-0 win. Nice. Daryl, why are you pulling that face like that was really controversial? That's completely it's not con- It's not controversial <laughs> because it's, it's, it's the exact same scoreline I was thinking of in my head. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I concur. 2-0. 2-0. Okay. Well, I think, I think we'll be riding on a high still of the last two games. And I think... I think Sheffield, Sheffield, blame me. There, there it is kicking in. I think Burnley, <laughs> even though it's written in, right in front of us, I said Sheffield. I think Burnley probably will get a goal. Um, they, they've seemed to be getting, you know, the odd one or two uh, goals in some of their fixtures. So I think, you know, they will get a goal. I don't think they'll start the scoring, though. I think it will be us. And I think it'll just be a mere consolation. I'm going for a 3 1 victory. 
Um, I, I can't not see it being a Wilson hat trick with a Trippier hat trick of assists. Um, mm. So if you've got either of them in your field, good luck. But yeah, that's what six assists in two games for Trippier. That's sensational. <laughs> De Bruyne levels. <laughs> it's exceeding Kevin De Bruyne level, but he's injured, so someone else has got to do it. So why not right. appear in trivia? Um, let us know what you think in the comments below. What your predictions going to be for this one? Um, also, if you if you are a Burnley fan and you're watching this, are there any players that we've obviously missed, or any players that we should have maybe given a bit more uh, spotlight shining on um, during this? Let us know in the comments below, um, and we will certainly read and maybe we'll even reply to them. Um, but we're not going to do another video because it's too late for that. Um, boys, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap this one up? I suppose we should probably add the old uh, Eddie Howe Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, Eddie Howe Burnley link. I suppose he, he did manage them for a short period. Um, that's where Trippier um, was, I think. When yeah, he was that's right. Yeah, so there's a few links there. You got Trippier, you got Pope, you got Eddie, um, Chris Wood, Chris Wood, uh, Jeff Hendrick. <laughs> There you go, if you want to keep putting names in. <laughs> Let's make a full 11, right? New video, go. How far back are we going to go? How far back are we going? But yeah, I mean, there's plenty of links between us, so we're quite, we're not really closely knit together, but we have got a few ties that link us together. And it's, it, yeah, it's one of them things. It'd be interesting to see how Pope does, because it'll be the first time he's faced them, I think, since he left. Mm, I think it must be, it will be, because we signed them. When they got relegated. When they got relegated, yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. That'll be, that'll be an interesting how he handles that. Maybe he doesn't start. We don't know. But uh, he hasn't had much to do uh, the past two games. Even though you know Man City battered us in possession, they didn't really test Nick Pope too much yesterday. There was maybe one or two shots, but not much at all. And then obviously Sheffield. So maybe he's he's fully fit and ready to go. He should be. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, if you like this sort of content, uh, we do this every game. Uh, these previews. We also do match reactions. There's one just went live this morning for the last night's Manchester City game. Uh, we also have podcasts on this channel. Uh, you get every Monday the Always Smiling Faces podcast, of course. Uh, Canny Chatter should be back next week. Uh, now everyone's back from the holidays and no one's travelling and Harry's got a, a job that lets him work sensible hours. We should be back to the full four on Canny Chatter. Um, and you'll also get extra little videos as well. Uh, FIFA's out tomorrow. We're doing bits on that. Uh, if uh, Daryl can pry himself away from his proper friends uh, and, <laughs> with us. Um, and uh, we'll have plenty of more content to come uh, obviously there'll be a reaction to this game there'll be a preview for Paris Saint-Germain um, I don't think they've been referred to as Paris Saint-Germain for a long time we'll call them PSG um, yeah, we'll, uh, there's plenty to come if you want to know when those videos go live and you want to be alerted all you've got to do is scroll down from this video, hit the subscribe button, and then hit the notification bell, and you will get a pop-up on your device of choice when new videos go live on the channel. Well, you're supposed to if YouTube decides to send you that notification, because that's the problem. <laughs> um, that's not us that decides it's YouTube, but you should do. Um, while you're there, if you've liked this video, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, give it a thumbs down. Uh, it all helps feed, feed the algorithm. Andy's back with his shaking head. Thumbs up only. Um <laughs> But it gets this video in the hands of other Newcastle and Burnley fans so they can check it out before the game on Saturday. And if you want to go one step further, we do have a membership program. It's $2.99 or $4.99 a month, depending on what level you want to pay. That gets you early access to videos like this. It gets you access to the Telegram and Discord groups. And it also gives you the opportunity, if you respond to the post in time, to do a membership preview um, where we'll get you on to do a preview for the upcoming game and like I said it's my fault this week but there will be one I'd imagine 
people are queuing around the corner already for the PSG one. Uh, we might have to hold a ballot or something like that. You know, those newfangled <laughs> things that we get every season. Oh, let's not but go down that route, one, you know, Let's not go down the ballot route because uh, I was as unsuccessful as I think everyone else has been. So, um, you know, for all five tickets that were available in the ballot or whatever it was. But yeah. Um, that's it, boys. We will see you all in the next one. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, yeah, Andy. Cheers. Thank you for watching. We will see you in the next video. Bye-bye. Bye. Podcast Network.